So this morning, uh, you heard part of the story already as we shared the children's sermon based on uh, the Gospel of Matthew's account of, of uh, the resurrection of Jesus. But now we return uh, to this story, but this time it is told through the Gospel writer John. So John tells us that uh, it was early on the first day of the week and when it was still dark that Mary Magdalene had come to the tomb. Um, when she got there, she saw that the stone had been removed and she ran and told Simon Peter and the other disciples what, it, what she had seen. John and Simon Peter came and were told that when they saw that the stone had been rolled away, they went back home. Hmm, we're kind of confounded by that. But not Mary. Mary stayed. So we hear now Mary's experience with the risen Christ. John 20, beginning with verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they've taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Hmm. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom? Are you looking for? And supposing him to be the gardener, Mary said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And then Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went then and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them all that he had said to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, this morning we are thankful we're thankful for the power, for the power and peace and presence of the risen Christ here in our midst this day. Open us to this age-old story and make it new in our lives. Make it new through the Holy Spirit. All this we pray. In Christ's name, amen. My husband Dave and I do a lot of biking when the weather is nice. <laughs> we especially like biking on the rails to trails and on trails in our states and national parks. And when we're out, I always enjoy seeing families biking. There'll be toddlers in pole carts and kids of all ages on all sizes of bikes. And when I'm paying attention, 
I often notice that although all the members of the family are in the same place, they're definitely not having the same experience. Usually, there's one kid flying up ahead with a big grin under an even bigger bike helmet. And then there's at least one kid trailing behind, sometimes on a wobbly wheel with a skinned knee. One parent rides on looking patient and kind, while the other riding with a look that says, I can't believe we actually decided to do this. The size of, as the size of the family grows, so does the breadth of experience of how people are taking in this outing. All of them on the same journey, but each of their journeys looks different. I thought about this in light of our Lenten journey that we've been on as a faith community with this destination, Easter. The first Sunday of Lent, the sermon title was You Are Here. I actually had a, a slide that had a picture of a map with a little star. You know, you've seen these everywhere, whether you're at the mall or uh, out on a trail, you are here. And it was to remind us that before we get directions in any kind of journey, physical or faith journey, we need to know where we're starting from. So I thought, ah, now this morning, now that we've reached our destination, great sermon title is going to be, We Are Here. So if you uh, did look at the bulletin on your uh, phone or on our website, you know that was the title that for this morning, We Are Here. We've arrived. We made it. We're all together. Happy Easter. But something happened this week was, as I thought about this and prayed with it, I came to realize that, yes, we are all here. But our journey and where we are in it is not at all the same. We're not like a marching band all in step, reaching the end of the parade at the exact same time. I think we're more like those families out biking. We're in it together, but definitely not all in one piece. Yes, we've made it to Easter. And some of us have arrived with smiles on our faces and the wind at our back, and we celebrate that. For some, healing has happened. Opportunities have opened up. There's new life, new possibilities. And some of us, some of us are like the kid at the back. <laughs> Our spirits are lagging behind. Not only do we have old worries and concerns, but Maybe in this last couple months, we've gathered a few more. Some of us feel patient and kind. Others feel like we're at the end of our rope. Now, I'll admit this morning that I'm definitely not the one that raced ahead to this Easter morning. I'm here, but I feel a little winded. Wheels wobbling a scrape or two. It's the first Easter since my mom died. I have a number of old and new worries about dear friends. Like you, 
like all of you, I'm horrified by the invasion of the Ukraine and the tragic, senseless loss of life. I come into Easter with all of that. And so I had a concern this week. What if I don't have anything to say <laughs> on Easter? God's response to me was this. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be good because I do. As much as I love you, Sarah, this isn't about you. If you have worshipped with us before, either virtually or in person, you have heard me say often at the beginning of worship, whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are, we're glad you're here. That is still true. And I think that's what God is saying to me and possibly through me this morning, that whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are, it is still Easter. It is still true. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. It doesn't have anything to do with what I have to say about it or how any of us feel about it. You know, I remember even as a kid, I was one of those who always worried if I didn't have the right feeling. Did I feel like Christmas? <laughs> Did it feel like Easter? It is lovely and wonderful and good when we can celebrate and feel that joy. And it's hopefully part of what happens here this morning. But that's not really the point nor the purpose. This weight of feeling a certain way, of believing a certain way, I want us to lift that up this morning because what the gospel lesson tells us as well as the post-resurrection stories we're going to hear over these next six weeks are this. That none of the disciples, none of Jesus' friends were feeling all joyful on that morning. None of them had the right spirit or, or the correct belief when Jesus appeared to them. There's Mary at the tomb who has so much grief and so many tears that she doesn't even recognize Jesus. I always think that's probably what was happening. When we say, why didn't, why didn't she recognize him? And some have said, oh, it's because he looked different in his resurrected form. I think quite possibly it was her grief that had distorted her. She couldn't possibly believe this. It wasn't about her power, though, to recognize Jesus. It was about his, right? The risen one who said, Mary, it's me. She didn't have to recognize him because he recognized her. That passage before that I alluded to, we have Simon Peter and what we're told, the disciple whom Jesus loved, who came to the tomb, saw it was empty, and then they went home. Hmm. Then they went home. They had no idea what to make of any of this, even though they'd already heard Jesus say what would happen. Next week, we're going to hear about the walk to Emmaus. Two friends of Jesus, Cleopas and another, are despairing as they leave Jerusalem because they saw Jesus crucified. They were there. And now they're so confused because someone has said that he's alive. They didn't know it was Jesus walking with them. 
And then there's Thomas, doubting Thomas, who said, I will not believe until I, what, feel his hands, the nail holes in his hands. None of these people who were all true believers, lovers of Jesus, close companions, got it. Not right off. It all rested on Jesus and the power and the peace that he brought. None of them, right, were the kid racing ahead. None of them were the, uh, none of them had all that hope that we could only wish for. All of them, in one way or the other, were battered and bruised by grief. And yet, and yet, the risen Christ came to them anyway, called to them anyway, sent them forth anyway to go and tell. And that is the good news this morning. However you are, whoever you are, wherever you are. The good news for this day is Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. And that means that this risen Christ is accessible to us every day, no matter how we are, the good news is that Christ is still with us, still with us. Through the power of the resurrection, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the risen Christ is available to us. God in Jesus Christ has acted on our behalf and will continue to act on our behalf, whether we believe it to be so or not it is so it is so in yesterday's e-news um, if you receive it from us you had an invitation to worship this morning and it included a blessing a reminder about what this day would be and would celebrate and i want to share this with you in closing slightly modified. This is the word for this day. This morning we gather to remember and celebrate. We remember Jesus who healed the sick and raised the dead. We remember Jesus who gathered children to himself and dealt kindly with women centuries before our efforts at women's liberation. We remember Jesus who always kept the mission in the forefront in the minutiae in the lower seat. We remember Jesus, son of God, song of God, who sang God's melody to us. We remember Jesus, who consented to suffer and die at our hand. Today we celebrate the fact that death could not hold Jesus in the grave. We celebrate that not even death is able to separate us from the love of God. We celebrate the new life that we have in Christ. We celebrate the assurance that we have of eternal life. Today, this day, right now, we celebrate and give thanks that in life, in death, in life after death, we belong to God. Amen and amen.